ladies and gentlemen, something a little bit different today. Uh, we're just a guest on the positive side with Jeremy Todd, one of my good friends. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We went pretty hard over there, hit up some pretty pretty powerful topics, some pretty big stuff. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to do a swap cast, but I decided last minute that we should, which then led to this. So as you'll find out right at the very end, it became a swap cast, but it's a swap cast from the get-go. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Hey, welcome back to the Positive Side Podcast. This episode is going to be epic. And, and you know, I get a lot of guests on the show from time to time. But, you know, what the crazy times call, causes or in crazy times, it's good to have the the light of in, or the enlightenment coming back onto the show. And, you know, who better to have that than Adam Walton? So, Adam, we're going to get right into it today. So, number one, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Happy to be here. This was uh Always a surprise when I end up on this place. Uh, it's a great place to be. This is, uh, one is, of my favorites. One of my favorite places to be in the entire well, world. I, I appreciate that. And nice, I, I like what you've done with the place. Nice and roomy yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. I've got four questions for you today. Oh, okay. And we're going to talk about. Um, well, well, let's talk about it. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on right now, what's going on in six months, and then we're going to talk about what's going on for th- in thirty years. And I think, and I picked thirty years because well. You know, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. We're both still alive, and then I want to know what the world looks like in a hundred years. So let's start right now, Adam. What the hell is going on right now? Well, the last time I was on your show, we were talking about how Ellen DeGeneres was going to get canceled, how the world was about to turn on her, uh, and and you know, people were always giving me flack about this stuff because of the things that I knew and read and had heard. Um, you know. Uh, it's interesting. And now anyway, flash forward, Ellen DeGeneres is gone. Tom Hanks has become a Greek citizen. Uh, Hollywood itself is quote unquote run out of money. So we're not going to have any more Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. which is okay hey, with me. That's, that's okay with me too. Yeah. I liked how you started this as well. Um, in 30 years, where are we in 30 years? Where can we look back? Like I, you know, of course we're going to be alive and well, and how much fun will it be for you and me in 30 years to do another podcast? Well, looking we back, probably will. You know, you know, but what 30 years from like? now, yeah, what would that look like? You know, oh, look at all the things that were predicted, you know, and, and again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the audience, I'm no, tr- I'm no soothsayer. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no truth, uh, whatever it is. I'm no, I've been called a mystic actually, but that's got nothing to do with reading the future. When somebody defined what mystic was, I was like, holy shit, that's actually me. Cool. Um, where are we right now was the question. Um, that's right. Yeah. Because this world, I mean, I know you're in Canada and obviously we're here in the States and, and it's, it's just so interesting. And, and the first thing that comes in my, my mind is tribalism. And I'm just anti-tribalism. I am so far against tribalism that 
if there's a different planet, that's the planet I'm on when it comes to anti-tribalism. You got Republicans, Democrats, Black Lives Matter, uh, All Lives Matter, uh, anti-vax, vax, uh, COVID, mask, no mask. It, it's just, it blows me away that our identity has been taken away from us and that we are either, even if you're not in a tribal, it's almost like you're against all tribalisms if you're not with one. And if you are in that position, then you're in a tribe of your own and people don't like you. Correct. And that's the problem I think right now is like, you know, people asked me the other day, it was just a random question. Who are you voting for? Well, I'm not voting for either one of these guys. I'm sorry. And I apologize to both sides, but deciding who is the the lesser of two evils is not a decision I want to make. I don't want to make either one. I'm not going to vote for him. Period. Here's the thing, man. Like, on the surface, Trump is a fucking lunatic. Um, but if you have any ability to see past the bullshit, how in any conscience whatsoever could you vote Biden? Like, it is implore. He's disgusting. Like, to the point where, uh, again, not political, not tribal, just like you. Don't give a shit. I'm not even part of your country. And, you know, I'm sitting here. I can have this <laughs> yeah, debate. Exactly. Okay. But this, you know, we have our own problems up here with this little Nancy boy Trudeau. So the, the, the interesting thing is how, to any of your listeners right now, if you are a Biden supporter, how in God's green earth, send, send Jeremy an email. Bombard him with emails. Tell I'm him. I'm sure I'll get him. I want to hear about this. Uh, send me an email, info at the Mental Mastery Alliance. I want to know, how do you support Biden? Biden's platform says he's going to fix the USA. He's been in politics for over 50 years. He was the vice president for eight years. If this guy had any ability to fix the problem, he would have done it already. Now he gets interviewed by Cardi B and he falls asleep. So I don't know. I don't know how anyone. I think the only way that 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 people can vote for this guy is if they're so anti-Trump, and the only reason they would be anti-Trump is because the television told them to be anti-Trump. If you actually looked at what Trump has done, he's done more than any other sitting president. I am not a Trump supporter. I am merely an individual who looks at the facts. Now back to what you said about tribalism. People are going to want to love or hate this episode based on the fact that I'm either with or against them, and I'm with and against all of you. So. The interesting thing is when you when you remove yourself from that aspect of tribalism, when you remove yourself from from trying to fit in, you really get into a state or a position where you can observe it all. None of it makes any sense. To me, excuse me, if I had my way, I would vote to abolish the bullshit. Because right now it doesn't matter who you vote for, you're playing into a system, a system that is so far out of our understanding or comprehension. Well, that was my question is like, you talk about the problem, the problem will, will it ever be fixed? You know, there's always, there's always a, a fucked up situation. Well, it's not broken. It's a, That's the I, thing. I don't know if it's broken, but I just think it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's exactly the way society said, yeah, exactly. It, it's creating chaos mm-hmm. to hide all the other, what I believe is all the other crazy stuff going on. There are a million, million more qualified people in your country to, to properly lead the country into greatness, right? Correct. There are, you could put, you could put anything, <laughs> virtually anything in charge. And I could step into the country and be like, I think that we should probably do this. And I would run the country better than anybody else. Um, not anybody else, but any, 
of the other of the options of the two options Correct. i would be the best runner uh i am not ross perot so here's the here's the fact like why do you only have two options and why on on god's green earth would they would they put biden in there why would he be the one that they ran with unless they were trying to tank right unless they unless the powers that be whoever they are really wanted trump uh for whatever reason now we're looking at this again at surface level the shit that they show us on television we have no idea about the back end stuff the stuff that got ellen canceled the the pedophilia the 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 wayfair the all the all the shit that's running in the background right now that's like crushing crushing this stuff and then you have all these people saying you know oh conspiracy theories well conspiracy theories have been proven left right and center are you familiar with right now the amount of uh you know that have you seen the articles where the children are being rescued out of you know, georgia i have okay. i saw the i saw the georgia one yesterday i saw there was a michigan one um maybe two weeks ago right um and it's, are it's you familiar alarming. so yes but you, but okay so the, so your audience may know of this now do you know um, who Jeffrey Epstein is. Of course. And of course. do you know what he's the, guilty uh, Epstein, of? Uh, I watched the Epstein special on uh, Netflix. Okay. It was very interesting. Yeah. Did they ever explain where all those kids' bones came from? Um, now, everybody knows who Jeffrey Epstein is. And do you know who Ghislaine Maxwell is? Of course, yeah. And Ghislaine Maxwell went into custody not too long ago. Nope. And now all of these children are being found. So when we talk about the validity of what's going on in the world. When we talk about the lockdowns and ladies and gentlemen, there will be a second round of lockdowns. If you don't think that that's coming, take a look at Australia. Um, There is a war being fought right now on your soil for something that none of us can even see. Trump has referred to it as the invisible enemy and everyone thinks he's talking about COVID or whatever. But the thing about this is this, this invisible enemy, this war that's going on, um, isn't something that any of us are ready to handle. None of us are ready to, no, nobody's ready to talk about Tom Hanks. Nobody's ready to talk about the connections. Nobody's ready to do the work. Cognitive dissonance does not allow us to do this. But I can tell you right now, Hollywood's not coming back. And if it does, it certainly is not going to be the way it was. It will not be the way it was. Uh, there, it, this isn't an Epstein or, or anything. This is, this is the cabal, the, 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 the center of it all. The, 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 the way the world's working now is, there's no possibility for anyone to, to, to suspend their disbelief anymore to appreciate what Hollywood has to offer um, because people understand what Hollywood is. And the longer they try to pretend this like this charades, nothing, the more people are going to talk, the more people are going to become aware of it. You turn on the television right now. They can't even hide the fact that politics, sitcoms, movies, sports, all of it is one giant pile of bullshit right now. We've got, we've got NBA teams with that, that kid that got shot seven times in the back, right? Now, he was at, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not totally versed on the kid's name. He was everywhere. I just don't care because you see it all the time. Now, this kid was at that woman's house, a woman that he had documentedly raped, uh, was an active warrant out for his arrest, grabs a knife, and there's, there's a whole case where, the, where the, the, the girl's aunt is like advocating against this stuff. She says, imagine, imagine seeing LeBron James where the name of your, your niece's rapist on, her, on his back and say, support this and support that. These people are, are trying to defund the police. I'm also not a police advocate. I, I, I don't believe that the police are everything that they're cracked up to be. And I know that uh, there's, there's a lot of bad seeds. I, I know that systemically the police forces need work. But 
where do we sit right now? All of this, as it all sits, you know, we have a series of terrible things that are going on, um, but they have to be bad. And, and that sounds really fucked up to say, but they have to be bad. They have to be so bad that we keep waking up. That society keeps saying, what the absolute F? And when society keeps saying that more and more people will wake up, more and more people will see things for the way they really are. And if things were just light and airy, nobody would really pay too much attention. You know, that's why things have to be super crazy for the world to catch on to certain things. And it's not one way or the other. It's not good or bad. It's not anything other than it is happening. And it is our perception that creates the good and the bad inside what's going on. And ultimately, they want division. Ultimately, they're trying to pit us against race, against sex, against wealth, against class, uh, against everything, and now against mask. So if you're, if you're wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, there's another reason for us to fight, right? So if we're completely divided, then how are we supposed to focus? But what's actually happening is they are driving so hard that people are like, I, I can't take this. There's, there's a catch to this. This is, I'm like, we're absolutely being lied to. We're being manipulated. We're being tricked. We're being bamboozled, whatever it is. And people are seeing it more and more and more. So the darker it gets, the more people are waking up. And it's fascinating to see what's going on. So if they're ushering in a new awakening, a new world, a new energy, a new frequency, it's going to come in with a bang and people are going to be shocked. But a lot of us in the interim are going to be prepared for it. You know, I, I don't, yeah. I, and I agree with absolutely everything you just said there because, you know, it's interesting with, with sports and movies and, and I, I haven't given a shit. And this is so weird for me to say, like I used to be that sports guy. I watched every game. I knew every stat. I knew absolutely everything about everything when it came to sports. Yeah, and well, here's I another thing, too. You made, some care, man. you made some serious life changes as well. There's no question. And, and I think the biggest thing is, is just being more aware and, and, and getting my mind right. And, and, and that makes a big difference, too. But, man, I, I just don't care. I don't care. What I care about is – taking care of my family, yeah. enjoying life, being, being the best version of myself and all these other distractions, whether it be Hollywood, whether it be the NBA playoffs or LeBron James or, you know, um, football starting here soon. I just, I can give two shits, man. I, I really don't care. There's so many other things going on there and I don't want any more distractions. It's a combination of distractions that are going on with sports and this is what you should do and who's your team. And, you know, and, and I saw Donald Trump the other day trying to get the big 10 to play football again. These are all distractions. Then when you take these distractions and you add them with the craziness of COVID and uh, the elections and all, there's no time left over for you to be in your own head and try and figure things out. And I think that's the big scheme and that's the big plan of all these things. So the more we listen to shows like this and the more we can, re like I'm reading a book about right now about uh, Empire of the Summer Moon with the Comanche Indians. It has nothing to do with anything, but it's just allowing my mind to think about how things used to be. And, and then within the book, then I start, my mind starts wandering about life. But I don't care about the stats of uh, some guy scored 53 points last night. Good for him. That doesn't affect me. That doesn't affect real world. And I think, like you said, with Hollywood disappearing, this, I mean, maybe sports maybe start disappearing a little bit more. I don't think sports are going to be what they used to be. 
I can't no. imagine them um, being like that because it's just a bigger and bigger distraction. And there's so much shit going on right now. The best thing you can do is just take care of yourself. And people, people are catching on to it. People, I think people are just saying, you know, like, I don't really give a shit. Like sports don't, sports aren't, we've got, we've got baseball teams walking off being like in protest. So in protest for like their political protest, and everybody knows that black lives matter is a terrorist group. So just like the KKK is a terrorist group, just like Antifa is a terrorist group. Correct. These, there are, you know, there are so many things that you can go in and so many people can get offended and everybody wants to get offended. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this show and you're offended, it's not Jeremy's fault. It's my fault. Pointed at me. <laughs> yeah, so, send the emails that way. That's right. So, <laughs> so this is, you know, this is again, well, you have a very open-minded audience. I, mean, I think I, I do. I, I love Actually, it. the numbers are going way up, which is great. It, it, they have to be. You keep having banger shows. That's why. Absolutely. This, this, uh, this, this, this whole thing is, 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 is driving towards more, more of a free state, right? All of those stats that you, 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 you tracked in your head. I was the same thing. I turned initially, I loved when I was a kid or not a kid, like, Jesus, I'm talking like three, four years ago. <laughs> I would, I'm still a kid today. Isn't that great? Kid, you know, that great? it's like so long ago, three, four years. It yeah. feels like 10 years ago, three uh, years six ago. months ago. feels like 12 years oh, ago. There's now. no doubt about it. So, but I turned my love of like the NHL games where I would build perfect teams and I knew the players. I had the stats on the players. I knew who was good up the wing. I took that memory knowledge and I, and I applied it to, to, to proper day trading, to proper day trading. I took control of my stock portfolio and started doing things that I needed to do, things that I wanted to learn. So I, I started using my, my, my brain for stats uh, to earn me money as opposed to earn me fake Stanley Cups. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. And 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 that's a fun thing, you know, but when 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 you when you take away from from the sports and you realize these guys are getting paid 10 million dollars a year to tell you what to think, to tell you, you know, what's cool and what's this and what's that. Like it's just like how 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 tremendous is this? You know, the entire half the country is broke or or dying because of, you know, that's, certain certain things. And these yeah. 10 million dollar a year athletes are like this is what you should do and these are the things that you should support. Yeah. And real truths are coming out. So, I mean, you can hate it for all you want. You can hate the messenger. You can hate people like me that say this stuff, but I'm, I'm 10 for 10 on my predictions as, as to what's going to happen. Um, and, and simply because they're, they're, they're utilizing a playbook. I called Kamala Harris long before she hit the stages. You know, it, it's because that was the play. That was the democratic play. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just ridiculous how predictable these people have become. This, this show, this stage, and then, you, and then that old saying, the whole world's a stage. You really realize it is. Politics is a joke. Everything is media. If you turn off your television and didn't, and didn't have like, you know, whatever these social medias or these, these things to, to worry about, you know, what are you going to do? And, but if you're also anxiety ridden, depressed, and, a, and drinking tons of alcohol or a bottle of wine or a glass of wine or whatever, you're living in a fog. You're living in a fog and people don't want to admit that. Alcohol is the worst thing you put in your body, yet it's the one that's legal. So when you're blurred out and when you're like the whole, like in Canada, we have, you know, we have certain places that you buy liquor, right? And they're all often government run. And when everything shut down, everything shut down. The only thing that stayed open were liquor stores. So you get your liquor, you get your, you know, you get, you Eat your smokes. They, they made sure you had your liquor, your, your dumb juice. And I'm not, I'm not insulting anyone that drinks. I am just saying that it, it's the most liberating thing in the entire world, putting it down. Um, so <clears throat> that there's this, this clarity that's happening right now and it's coming across in the form of negativity. It's coming across in the form of darkness and, and, and macabre, but it will usher in 
uh, a new a new awakening. And I think that the players, I think that the sports guys, I think that what's going on in Hollywood, I think these guys know that they're played out. And I think on some certain level, they all signed on for this sort of thing to, to, to let it run its course. True. You know, we, we can't, we can't predict what's coming per se. You know, we, we can't predict as well as they have like these guys, these, these puppeteers, the people pulling the strings, the Donald Trump's and the Joe Biden's, these guys have something played out, you know, Years and years and years in advance, and and we're we're we don't have enough information to even properly extrapolate what could possibly be going on. Uh, what we do have uh, would be a wild guess, and the closer we get to the timelines, the better that we could you know uh, then uh, figure it out. But uh, as it stands right now, um, it's it's all just wild speculation based on half information that we that we could possibly have. What happens in six months? Well, six months is pretty straightforward. Six months, you're going to have, uh, I'm going to call it here first, you're going to have a landslide victory for Trump. Um, and what, what you're going to see is <clears throat> the, the silent majority really, really stepping up because what people don't understand and people that aren't necessarily paying attention to what's going on, like the, uh, you're, you're getting people all over the place. You're getting wiped off of Twitter. Anyone that's got a, um, uh, a red agenda, you know, anyone that's, that's, that's on Trump's side, I, I, I keep forgetting, you know, uh, I guess he's, he's a Republican, right? Yeah. Barely. What's that? Barely. It's the Republican party, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. He's Republican. Right. So, yeah. but if you're a Republican, if you're a Republican uh, in the, in the States, you're like the bastard son and people don't get that, that every single media is democratic. Every single media outlet, every single television show, every single angle that you see anything on is democratic leaning and Democrats eat babies. <laughs> can't, can't put it any other way than that right now. So when you look into pedivores and pedigate and all that sort of stuff and Pizzagate and all that sort of shit, you're going to see uh, fact checkers. You're going to see if you're just, just, just looking into it, people are going to say, Hey, it's fake. Well, remember that, you know, the only reason that it, that's out there that people are talking about is because certain people let it go. Certain people leaked it, but the entire machine is designed to protect it. So we have this, this system in place where certain people uh, have control. Certain people have always had control and there's a power shift going on right now. So it's, it's interesting to see because, you know, if it was true and if it was what we can speculate, like I just said, it, we can't really even bother to properly put a good speculation on it. Because if it, if, if, if it were 100% true, the division wouldn't need to be what it is because they could easily put somebody super charming in and be like, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, and you're going to have this, this, and this, and this is going to be what you're going to get. And everyone's going to be like, wow, you're, you're so calm and cool and collective. You know, let's, let's put you in charge of the country. Never mind Trump. But they didn't. They put Biden up, right? So you got to wonder, like, there, there's, there's an angle to it. They, they could have easily put somebody up there that was, uh, I don't know. Like there's no way that we can understand what it is that they're doing proper because all we can do is speculate again, based on what we know. Now, that being said, again, I'm stumbling over my words, but the Republicans, uh, the Republican people, there's a, there's a mass wipeout on all social media. Any Republican that's, that's sharing their opinion is getting wiped off of uh, social media. Like 20 of my friends got blocked out. I'm not a staunch Republican. I'm just somebody that's anti what's going on, anti bad news, anti bullshit. And sharing opinions, there's fact checkers now for the first time ever. There's people out there, you know, criticizing memes and every single one of them is bought and paid for by the Democrats, right? If you can say anything you want about the Democrats, but if you say anything at all, 
against the narrative, against whatever's on social media or sorry, CNN or Fox or anything like that, then, you know, you're, you're going to get busted. This is what Trump's talking about. Fake news. It's almost like you get busted, but you almost get like beat up. Yeah. I mean, physically. And, and I, I just think, again, this is tribalism stuff that's just out of control, man. If you say one thing on either side, man, you're just, you know, if, if I'm a in the middle type of guy and I, I'm pro-gun and I'm, I'm more left-leaning than anything, I'm, I'm, you know, pro a bunch of different things, but I'm pro-gun as well. So I, then as soon as I say pro-gun, oh, God, God, I cannot believe you're a Republican. Why do I have to be a Republican? Yeah. Why do I have to be in any certain pile of people? I can't just be an individual. And, and, I, and again, it goes back to anything that you say. You just got to be so careful nowadays, and it scares the hell out of me. And that's why I'm curious, like six months from now. What is six months from now? Okay, so if Trump's, you're saying Trump's president in six months. Mm-hmm. Do things calm down? Or do, do things start going away almost to a quote-unquote back to normal lifestyle? getting ready for the next, I mean, it's almost like you look for the next four years of election in this crazy ass country, but man, what does six months from now look like? Well, there is no going back to normal because too many people are awake. Um, now there was a mass uh, eradication uh, of what's, what's taking place is a job eradication. Um, so there are too many people. We are overpopulated. Now people will say, Hey, we got all the room in the world. Overpopulation is a myth. That's true. But, in the grand scheme of things, it's a short period of time in which we all exist right now. And the industrial revolution led to uh, certain jobs, led to a ton of people doing a bunch of redundant things. Now all of these jobs are being replaced by robocallers, by this, by that, by robots, by all kinds of stuff. There's, there's office buildings everywhere that are unnecessary now. The people don't need to travel. The companies don't need these people the workers are unnecessary. Everything Correct. is done simplistically. So COVID comes along and makes everybody go home, right? And now nobody's got a job or people are working from home or what have you. Uh, and people are getting laid off left, right, and center because there is this huge culling going on right now in corporate America where the illusion of money is collapsing. The, the fiat system is collapsing. There is no money left to pay. All these people. Just print more. So it'll be fine. Well, there's the whole print more attitude, right? But (laughs) then just keep printing it. It's okay. But but then the idea comes in. The the idea comes into play where if all these companies exist and all these companies are just circulating money, if 42 companies exist and there's only 20 bucks on the planet, that same $20 is just passing through everybody. And the illusion of it is losing its luster. So people are going to start seeing through the illusion of money. And it's an it's a truth. If there is a if there is a finite amount of money on the planet, and it's simply and I'm just saying arbitrarily, twenty companies, two hundred sure. bucks, right? There's twenty companies out there, and there's two hundred dollars out there, and it's just all it's doing is rotating through everything, right? There is nowhere for it to come from, and nowhere for it to go. So the again, the illusion of it is starting to crack. People are like I'm I'm collecting for myself, I'm hoarding for myself. It's like taxation. Taxation had absolutely nothing to do with building roads. <laughs> taxation had nothing to do with your schooling system. Taxation, the entire purpose of taxation was to make sure that you didn't have money. Because if you had money and if you had accumulated enough money, you could walk away from the system that they put you in. So the more money you make, the more taxes you have to pay. They don't give a shit. Money's fake. Canada, we can talk about that through and through because Canada just gave away all kinds of money 
to everybody. Where the fuck did this money come from? Canada just gave away $2,000 a month to anyone that decided to go online and click a box. The only recommendation was you had to be older than 15 and you had to have made five grand last year on your tax returns. So homeless people couldn't get it. And that was about it. Right. <laughs> and, and this is, this is, this is what's happened. Like on all of a sudden we've got billions and billions of dollars to give to all the Canadians. What a slap in the face to all the aboriginals that were here that were demanding money or asking, pleading anything. Right? Well, we don't have it. It's not in the budget. Right? Well, here's billions and billions and billions of dollars for the whole country, just out of nowhere. So the whole illusion of money is, is crumbling. It's, it's a sham. It's a scam. All of the money in the entire world is hilarious. Think about you specifically, listener, John P. Listener. You've got all of your money, everything that you've ever worked your ass off for. You've accumulated certain amounts. You've got investments. You've got this. You've got that. But really, all you've got is numbers on a screen. And all we've done our entire lives is, is, is waste our lives trying to make that number bigger. And people have said over and over again and time and time again that we need more money. I need this. I need that. You don't need anything. You know, guys like you and me, Jeremy, we grew up in the, in the Pimp My Ride and, and, and the Cribs, sure, MTV Cribs, right? Oh, yeah. So, so we aspired to have fancy champagnes and gold teeth and, and spinner caps. Twenty inch <laughs> wheels. Spinner hubcaps. Right, we wanted to be, we wanted to be exhibit and, and all that sort of stuff. But now it's like <laughs> I think he filed bankruptcy, anyways. But that's okay. That's nice. That, well, they all do, and you know, all of these guys are owned pawns <laughs> anyway. So the money is an illusion. These false idols, these false gods, it's all an illusion, right? And the illusion is starting to crumble. So the fake world, the 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 essence of this world is starting to is starting to, to crumble, and. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's a, something that was going to catch up to the powers that be eventually. So why not nip it in the bud and blame it on some sort of virus, some sort of some weird virus. The CDC just announced that only 10,000 people in the States have died of Corona. 10,000 people. I heard that today. Third time I heard that today from three different people. Yeah. And I think even the, so that's like, uh, I don't know the percentage on that, but it's tiny, tiny Point zero zero. It was 6% of all the announced deaths. Uh, so it was 0.004%. Of the population. It's crazy. Yeah. So the percentages are, are hilarious, right? Now there are staunch people that are like, oh, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, it's on the CDC's website. And here come the fact checkers again. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say something here. Uh, the last post I put on Facebook was every single fact checker is either a pedophile or a pedophile advocate. <laughs> uh, so uh, as, as, as our good friend and trusted host, uh, Jeremy Todd says he's got to be careful with his words. My words are getting more and more clear. I'm getting more and more determined with what I have to say. Uh, because California, let me just scroll down a little bit further. California just passed the SB 145 pedophile bill. It was passed six to two. And this is why it's dire. Devastating news. How does this even happen? Evil, that's how. There will be no felonies for sex with a minor any longer in California. So Donald Trump made it very clear that all proceeds from anyone convicted of pedophilia or sex trafficking would lose all of their money, all of their proceeds. Every single penny that that person owned would be confiscated and handed over to the government. So it's a fascinating fact that now in California, nobody can be convicted of pedophilia. So they also say, here's, here's what the fact checkers had to say about this. 
So the fact checkers pop up on my Facebook and fact check that statement. And here is the fact check that they've put out there. Claim California just passed a bill that would uh, end felonies. I get the fuck out of here. That would end felonies for child rape and legalized pedophilia in the state. And now their assessment is this. False. SB four SB one forty five would not legalize pedophilia. It would only give judges expanded discretion to determine whether an adult must register as a sex offender under current law. Judges can make that assertion in cases of voluntary but illegal vaginal sex with a minor and an adult or uh, with a minor and adult with 10 years younger than the age of the adult. SB 145 would expand that law to include voluntary oral, voluntary anal with the same age parameters. The bill would not apply to any minor under the age of, what's that, 14, nor would it apply to anyone uh, larger than the age gap of 10. It would also not apply if either party claims the sex was involuntary. Advocates say the bill uh, makes existing California law more inclusive to the LGBTQ community. So what they've just said there is, ladies and gentlemen, lesbians and gays want to have sex with kids. That's what the fact checkers just said. And that to me is pretty ridiculous. This can all be looked at. This can all be interpreted any way you want to look at it. But these guys are bought and paid for. Why they had to bring LGBTQ community into the pedophilia thing, uh, again, it's part of an agenda where they're trying to normalize pedophilia. You'll see it everywhere. Hell, the, and Netflix just put cuties on and, they, and then they apologized for it, which is a bunch of like nine, 10 year olds dressed up all sexy, jumping around the room. That, that, that just got removed, I think, right? I don't know if it got removed, but yeah, I, I think, think they changed the artwork for it. But it, there was a massive backlash on it, right? Massive backlash. There's Facebook. is pedophilia all over the place on Facebook. We're like right now, I'm actively part of a group that is shutting down as much pedophilia that can be found, right? Don't look into Tom Hanks and pedophilia, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want your mind blown. So that's why I say, you know, now's the time. Like I'm going to get shut down. I am definitely going to get shut off of this. I've already been kicked off Twitter. I mean, that was the first place they get rid of you. So anyone with an opinion, you know, with factual opinions that you can back these things up. Great. Now the aggressors and the people that want to hate and the people that want to defend and the people that just simply want to, I don't know, stay asleep. They'll come at you. The world will come at you. And you were talking, Jeremy, about being careful with your words. I only ever speak from a place of passion, compassion, and sincerity. So the words that come out of my mouth are not mean, cruel, or, or, or said in any way other than informative and question conversationalist. Why I say it like that is because the people that want to attack, you'll always see ad hominem. I don't know if you've ever seen me deal with a, with a clown in my comments, but I always just make them look like a fool because the majority of people that want to hurt you or the majority of the people that come at you have been personally offended by the words that you've said and they've decided to take it out on you. And why that to me is easily debunked or, or, de, or easily defeated is because most of these people don't understand why they're upset. Uh, and they don't understand why they're attacking and they haven't done any research and they watch too much television. So it's very simple to have an opinion now. And, and again, to go what you were saying, it's very simple to have an opinion and to stick to it. As long as you speak your initial opinion with honesty and compassion coming from you, and then you can, 
you can debunk anyone that's come, that comes back at you with hate, but they're everywhere. And the more you try to push a positive message <coughs> in anything, like the Mental Mastery Alliance is constantly positive. That's one aspect of me, sure. my side, that is 100% positive, right? And it's pretty funny too, some stuff I put up there. You might like it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm, I'm a funny guy. So- when you clown, make people laugh. You make, me, you make me laugh, come on. So, <laughs> so it's- it's it's weird to see this stuff. So I'm going to see if the if the if the uh, if if the fact checkers are going to come at me after that. The last I'm sure thing, they will. I'm I sure they will. The, I attacked the fact checkers on one more thing too. Where did I put this thing? Oh, you see that one too? Uh, was it uh, what should we call it? The, the baguettes. If you punch in baguettes as a search term on Facebook, it brought up all kinds of child porn. <laughs> They've, they've kiboshed that. Save our children's a hashtag they got rid of. I got, that's why I got banned originally from Twitter because I put save the children. I, I did the whole thing on save the children. And uh, that, was my, that was my final Kapowski. Um, yeah. What was the last one? That was the, that was the population one. Uh, back to the CDC, back to the COVID. So the CDC put on their webpage. Um, I've got the actual numbers here. U.S. population, 300 million, blah, 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 blah. CDC reported on August 26th. 2020, that 6% of the 161,392 deaths were COVID deaths. 6% were COVID deaths. That's 9,683 COVID deaths. That's 0.0029%. And then there is a link directly to the CDC website that shows it. And the fact checkers got that one too and said, no, the CDC did not say that. Right to the website. Right to the website. And then they say, go to the CDC website and they show you, they send you to a different link, but the link is still active. So it takes you to a different place that says a different thing. So all of this to say, all of this that's going on, everything's happening. Everything is happening and everything's going on and everybody can look into everything that's going on and make up their mind. But if you're going to sit there, Wayne Dyer said it best, the ultimate ignorance of a man is to deny something you know nothing about yet refuse to investigate. And And for anyone that wants to shit on anyone that's sharing an opinion, understand that people aren't just out being assholes. The only one that's being an asshole is somebody who flat out denounces anything that they don't understand and then decides to attack you on it for posting it. I think that's the biggest thing too is people will attack you, but instead of attacking you, they don't defend their side. And, and I think that's, that's a major problem. The major problem. I mean, you know, you're, you suck, you're wrong. You don't, I don't agree with anything you're saying. However, you're not explaining to me your side. And I think that's way more important. And that starts the whole argument and the whole bashing tribalism, all that other thing too. What's it like in 30 years from now? You and me, we're in our, well, you're probably not quite in your seventies. I'm just barely in my seventies. How old am I in 30? I'm yeah, I'm 70. Okay. You're 70. I'm 72 in 30 years from now. Yeah. What is the, what does life look like for us? It's perfect. <laughs> Well, I, I, I agree, but I mean, is, I, I thought about this today, like when I'm a, you know, when I'm a senior citizen, quote unquote, mm-hmm. senior citizen, I, I, and again, that's where my mind goes. Am I, is healthcare so different? Like, am I, is healthcare so far advanced where I can get new heart, new organs, new everything. And all of a sudden the new seventies, the new 50 does, do I work longer? You can already do that. Longer. You can already do that now, by the way. I know you can go some places. I know there's a lot of, I've, I've heard. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Not in Mexico. You can go to Germany. You can get some stuff done. For the human body, every single thing that could ever possibly ail you, there's a cure for it. There's a plant that will help you with it. 
for the simple fact that if you want to live longer, ladies and gentlemen, stop with the American diet. You've been lied to your entire life. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And never, ever, ever again eat Doritos. Look into health. Look into things that you can do. Look into longevity, right? Aging is is dehydration. Aging is your body not comprehending what's going on. You can look right now at, at a 70-year-old woman who's eaten beautifully her entire life and is physically active. She looks just like a 50-year-old. And you can also look at, you know, like the queen mum. There's 70-year-old there's ladies that look like the queen mum, you know? So it really all depends on what you're going to do with your life and how you're going to do it. Um, with regards to the new heart, with regards to this, that, and the other thing, I would not look towards medical I would not look towards anything big pharma. I would not look towards anything medical. I would look towards what you can consume now to help your body now to make sure that 30 years from now you are in peak physical performance. I am, <clears throat> my whole life, I was in really good shape in my 20s. I was a bouncer. I was a whole nine yards. I did all that fun stuff, um, but also did a lot of drugs and steroids and all that kind of shit too. So by the time I'm 43, I will be in the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. And from there, I will progress constantly get better and better and better. I am working towards that goal right now. And in doing so, I firmly plan on living much past 70 simply to see all of this go down and all of this take care of itself. And I will apply more knowledge as every single day progresses. You apply and you put more knowledge into your head. Therefore, you're able to handle situations better. For me to predict what happens in 30 years from now, I can only possibly do it with the knowledge I have today. But between now and 30 years from now, there's 30 years more experience under my belt, more knowledge, more comprehension, more everything. So to put yourself in a position where you have to flash forward and you have to think about that sort of stuff, you, it's, it's the same thing as giving yourself anxiety because you can only know what you know based on what you know right now, right? And there are so many mitigating factors that will change everything come then anyhow. So in, in you know, November, we've got the election in November. I firmly predict, and we can call it here first, ladies and gentlemen, I sound like straight up Looney Tunes. If you are not used to my style, mind you, you should be by now. I've been on this show enough. If you're not used to my style, it's, it's probably a weird episode for you. But if you are used to my style, then you're probably nodding your head right now going, fuck yeah, this is good shit. But I firmly predicted that there was going to be aliens. Aliens, they were, they were going to show the aliens. Uh, they were going to the show the project blue beam uh, these this alien the alien invasion is going to be fake uh, but i think it's coming i thought it was coming before november uh, when i say fake i mean there aren't going to be little green men coming from outer space but there are going to be there are the likelihood is you're going to see spaceships on the television, in the news. It's going to be very much like the War of the Worlds radio broadcast where everyone thought the aliens had invaded. Except that was radio and times were different. But now they've got new tech that's going into the skies that can, that can you know, give us the illusion of something up there. You know, and nobody's ever going to see anything. Nobody's ever, there's not going to be any touchdown. There's not going to be anything like that. There's just going to be stories all over the place. Aliens are coming. The admittance of aliens are coming. Uh, I thought it was going to be before the election, but probably not now. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll I be mean, fun. Uh, they're already there. I mean, that was, I mean, you know, again, my my personal opinion. Obviously, there, there's there's no way that they, the aliens don't exist. That's that's it's, I think that's silly to even think that way because there's billions and billions of planets and billions and billions of stars that continually goes on the thinly rate 
forever and ever and ever. There is more out there than we can even grasp. And that's why I'm interested a hundred years from now, a hundred years from now in the United States, we were riding around horses. There was barely, I don't know, again, this is my lack of history. I don't even know if there was electricity hundred years, probably hundred years ago, electricity, but horses and buggies, no cars, no nothing. It was a very, very primitive time. Flash forward to a hundred years to where we are right now. Yeah. But who told you that? What's that? I mean, that's, that's all of history is a lie. So there, there's civilizations before us that were far more advanced. than Correct. We are. Correct. So in, in, in our modern history, you know, and, and I agree with you in that with pyramids and all that other stuff, but my curiosity is a hundred years from now, what does that look like? Are we living day to day with aliens? Are we on different planets? Are we not on this planet? Uh, I think it's realistic to say that, you know, um, I don't know, maybe space time travel. Um, I don't know if there's a way to put an answer or an actual prediction on something like that because things happen so, so fast. And I always think there's, you know, what will the, what will the higher powers above allow us to experience? Because, well, we, you know, an individual is fine, of, but many people are chaos. So what, what does that look like in a hundred years? We can't get out of low earth orbit right now. Even the, even the, the Satanists behind NASA have said that we can't get out of low earth orbit. Everybody knows the moon landing was fake as well. And now they're, they're to, to try to offset that. They're saying that the, the moon is in our atmosphere. Um, so, so who really knows, uh, you know, with regards to infinite greatness and infinite smallness and all that sort of stuff, I, I can't see that the world is, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me that, that the world is forever expanding. We expanded, we blew out of nothing. I mean, fuck me. What kind of bullshit is that? We came from nothing. We blew out of nothing and we're forever expanding to infinite greatness. We don't even know how big infinite is. Right. And, the, and they talk about ridiculous shit. Like the earth is on some sort of axis and we're rotating and we're spinning people haven't figured out or they haven't put two and two together and been like, if the sun's 93 million miles away and, and it's, it's the, the heat has traveled so far, uh, but between the equator and the North pole, it, 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 it completely loses all its steam. It goes, it, it can't handle it. it. It goes to negative zero because it's too far away. Or the fact that the earth is a ball that's spinning and spinning and spinning yet people on the equator aren't spinning any faster than people on the poles. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Not to mention the fact that water has never stuck to a spinning ball in the history of anything ever, no matter what the scale is. It also doesn't make any sense that we sit here and if you like, if you really want to understand certain things and ask, ask certain questions, like how is it possible that, you know, when you look up in the day sky and you see the moon, how is it possible that Australia can see the same moon? How can we both see the moon at the same time? You know, people don't ask these questions. There are so many impossibilities with the stories that we have shit that we've just blindly accepted that for us to even start comprehending where we're going to be in a hundred years, we have to start getting into the truth of what's going on. We have to start asking proper questions as to where we are, as to where we actually are. The whole time we've been alive, they've said we live on a ball. How on earth did Paramount Pictures or Universal Pictures in the 1920s, before NASA even existed, how did they know what the earth looked like? How did Universal know what the earth looked like? Because the very first image of the, of the globe going around was the very first time anyone ever saw the globe, the globe itself as we know it today, was in the Universal Studios where the thing comes flying out from around in the black and white and it's all drawn up identical to the way we see it today. There are way, way, way too many holes in the narrative if you start looking. And if you want to see that, that's great. There are so many people right now that 
probably even listen to this podcast are like, oh, fuck, he's a flat earther. Bang. You can hear their ears closing all over the place. But I I'm telling you. Shut off. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just got canceled. So they, they, we're not a flat earth either, by the way. There's too many holes in that story as well. Uh, so the interesting thing is, you know, if, if we don't, if I can't, if you can't prove that we're on an earth or, or a ball in space, again, the axis thing throws me. It makes me laugh too. All the reverse axes all come out to 666 and numerology is a huge thing. So if you look at all the numbers, you know, the, 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 the distances and the gaps between the axes, it all reverts back to six. Another thing too, is the implication of an axis. Everyone says, Oh, the earth is on a tilt. And that's how we get the seasons, right? So if the earth is on a tilt, that then implies that there's an up and down in space. There is a north and south. There is a top and bottom to space. Because if space was ever expanded, there is no up and down in space. There is, there's no possible way that we're on a tilt in anything because you could come at the earth from any single possible angle ever. Now, it's absurd, absolutely absurd to think that we rotate the way that we do. It's absolutely absurd to think that we go through the scars, the skies. We've all heard the story. We're shooting through the the galaxies at God knows how long. We're flying through, we're flying around the sun. The sun's shooting off into space. Everything's expanding. The Milky Way's flying through space, 90 billion, blah, 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 blah. Yet, since the dawn of time, every single star in the sky has been identical. The sky itself moves as a single piece. So, there are holes upon holes upon holes. So what's going on? Who knows? But that's the fascinating part. The most beautiful part about life is unlearning the lies and the bullshit that we've taken in. Because once you unlearn that, then you have the ability to ask the questions. And once you get out of your own way and you stop worrying about what other people will say, think, and do, the beauty of this world, you know, 90% of the world is depressed or filled with anxiety because they are doing their best to live in the world that was handed to them. Their soul does not agree with the world that was handed to them. Depression goes away when you embrace the possibilities. But when you live in a world and you confine yourself to the rules that they've given you or the idea of where we are or the fact that you have to go to work to pay your bills, all of this shit is made up. All of this shit, all of the things you think you want, they told you you wanted. And this is remarkable when you really truly think about it. Um, life isn't about going to work and paying your taxes. Life isn't about doing all this bullshit. You know, life is literally about having experiences left, right, and center, understanding, being open-minded simple, to absolutely right? everything. Yes. Yeah, life is simple. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, it, it fascinates me. And again, I have like one of the things that we talk about is I cure depression. I get rid of depression with words. I cure your anxiety probably within a couple hours. And this is, this is simply by getting inside somebody's head and talking to their soul, talking to the essence of who they are. They are currently an individual living a lie because anyone that's depressed is, is, being untruthful to who they are at the core of who they are. And every single person that's depressed knows 100% that I just spoke the truth. Even if they were never able to put their finger on why they're depressed, they just didn't fit in to the world, but they think it's them. They think it's the inside. That's what they're told. And they think it's them. That's That's wrong. They compare themselves to other people. Absolutely. But what's really wrong 
is your surroundings. Everything around you is a lie and you are living a truth. That's a fact. Get that right. So I went a little bit deep on that one and certainly on a tangent. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> well, I, I guess, you know, I, I mean, it, it answered the question. And, and it's just, uh, I think that's why I love having you on the show, number one. It's just really just the open-mindedness. I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't have to agree with everything Adam says. You don't have to agree with everything I say. But the most important thing about this podcast and about life in general is just listening. Hey, it, is, is there something in there that you could agree with? Or is it something that opens your mind? You do a little research on that's the beautiful thing about life. And that's the beautiful thing about just like you said, Hey, the best thing we can do is just enjoy the life that we have. You know, that's, that's the secret to life is the experiences, the conversations and not being closed minded and being more open minded and just learn, man, life is just so much more interesting when you learn shit. No, it's a hundred percent true. And you know, we, we have this, this ideology inside us of, of, of where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. Um, but the reality is every single one of your pains uh, is a teaching point. So every single thing that you, that, that causes you pain is something that you're going to grow from. You never grow from things that you don't, that don't cause you pain. Um, or, you know, joy is the same thing too. You know, obviously you learn a little bit from joy, but you apply everything you learn from pain. And the truth is you've lived your entire life. And if you look back on your life right now, there are highlights. There are highlight moments inside your life. And the majority of people have negative highlights. They have the blooper reel. <laughs> they, have, they have the, oh shit, why did I do that? Oh shit, why did I do that? Because that's what comes to their mind primarily. Uh, because all the good times, they just blend in. Everyone's expecting the good times and they don't want the bad times. But it's in the bad times that you define yourself as a character. You define who you are through your bad times and how you act and react to them. And every obstacle you ever overcome becomes a building block to the higher version of yourself. But the catch is, at the, at the, on the other side of every obstacle that you face is another obstacle. And they exist to help you build your strength, right? That's the shit. All this stuff that's going on right now is terrible because if it was easy, if it was great, nobody would be waking up. And every single thing that we go through individually has to be terrible to wake us up, has to be a shock. Nobody remembers, nobody remembers January 12th right? Nobody remembers random dates. People only remember things that they needed to remember to change who they are as a person. So when you can look back and say, because of this, this, and this, because this affected me so much, I became this, this, and this, I learned, I did more. That's why we have these memories. And if any of you are facing it right now and you're, and you're having a hard time with it, face them head on. Face whatever's inside you, face your demons head on, address them. And you'll see how not scary they are. And how Let me tell you a cool story real quick. Yeah, go for because it. Because this is important because this is, you're, you're bringing this up and I'm, I'm, it's running through my head. When we talk about bad experiences and what you learn, part of the bad experiences when they happen to you, they always will happen to you. They always have, they always will. A couple different things that you just said there is obviously you learn way more from the bad experiences and that is 100% true. But one of the things you have to understand when you're going through the bad experience is how you react to that bad experience. I had a conversation with the mother of my children. Now, her and I are not together anymore tonight. And, th and this is, you know, again, full vulnerability with all the listeners out there, which I always do. And I, I think it's important because the tough times that we had in the past, there was never an overreaction on my part. It was never F you, I can't stand you, I hate you. It was 
these are extremely tough times that I'm going through. What am I learning through this process? How, what, what is my, and again, it's, it's a self analysis of my, of myself that like, what do I say when shit really hits the fan with the, and anything that happens in my life, but particularly the situation with the mother of my children, those times are not easy. They're the hardest times of my entire life, the conversations, the, the arguments, the differences, the disagreements. But what I always tried to do, and, and this is what I've learned over the past, you, know, you talked about like uh, enlightened or actually understanding how life really is. And this, I've only been part of this life altering understanding probably within the last five years of my life. I'm 42. So the previous 37 years were maybe just a buildup to what I, I didn't understand anything and I didn't want to learn, learn anything. But the last five years have been very, very instrumental in my life and, and having a conversation with her today. Now, again, we've been separated now for two and a half years, probably. And the conversation we had today was a conversation that we would not been able to have if the reactions at the time when shit hit the fan were different. So when shit really hits the fan in, in anyone's life, in my life, and I'm still learning, I'm still trying to get better. But you have to understand the situation you're in when shit gets ugly, the failures, the downfalls, that you take it for a grain of salt. What, am I, what, what can I learn in this situation? What do I learn about myself? What do I learn about my reaction? And what I've learned just recently is the, how I take a bad situation in a, in a really tough time in my life and what I learned in that situation, how I reacted allows me to have conversations now because when the shit was going down, it wasn't F this F that it was a self-evaluation of myself. What do I need to do? What is this saying about me at this exact time in my life? What do I need to pull out of this situation? What do I need to do better in my life? It wasn't about her or the relationship or what anything in the past. It was what has brought me to this point. What, what can I learn from it? And I just had the realization today, like literally it's, it's 8.17. I had the realization four hours ago that the way I reacted to a terrible situation two and a half, three years ago and continually did that, and it, was just, it was bad. But the way I reacted to it allowed me to learn from that situation to where I can still have a conversation with her and we can talk about our children and we can talk about what life is going to happen next. And I think if you apply these basic concepts of not blaming other people about the situation we're in and the failures that we have, but applying them to ourselves and about how we can get better and where I failed. It's so easy to point fingers. It's, it's so easy to say she did this or he did that and it's their fault. Screw that. I'm never going back there. Instead of learning from the failure of the situation and saying, damn it, where did I go wrong? What could I have said different? What, where, what area in my life do I need to improve in that this won't happen again? That to me was such a realization today. When you're talking about learning from mistakes, I think I do it. I gloss over it. Hey, you learn more from your failures. It's a question in my podcast. How has failure shaped your life? I think we gloss over the importance of the reality of learning from the failure 
but not just saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's, I, I, I learned so much from that. Well, what did you learn about it? Is it tangible? Did you, did you grow, truly grow from the situation? Like, I, I love it when people make mistake after mistake after mistake. Oh, I learned from that mistake. I won't do that again, but you do it again. So you never really truly grew from the mistake. Uh, you do in time, right? Because the exact same mistake will resurface in your life 100% until you've addressed Correct. it. Correct. And once you've addressed it, it never comes back. Correct. And, and it was interesting when I had the conversation tonight with her, um, it just opened up. It just, I, I relived the conversations and I was so, and her and I both, we had a great conversation about um, the vulnerabilities and the mistakes and this is, and the feelings, because when you go through a situation like that, your feelings are so clouded. It's the ego talking, you know, I, it, I need to get my side across. I need to do this. And she was the same way. I'm, I'm not saying it's a one way street. Like all of a sudden I have, I'm enlightened. Like I figured it out the conversation we had was just so different tonight. And it's because we've both gotten better. We've both learned our lessons. We both learned a mistake. We both understood about being vulnerable and being better communicators. That was big for us as the communication part because our ego get in the way. But I've never, uh, I always talk about it too, learning from my mistakes and learning that trying to get better. But until they actually come back forward to where you actually were like, you know what? I learned so much from that situation that I've grown so much in my life, but it was tangible. And those are the things that I think you don't understand until they're actually tangible in your life and then they're a reality. So when you say, I'm going to learn from this, I'm going to do this, and you actually do it, sometimes that initial benefit doesn't happen initially. It takes, like you just said, it takes time. It may take a year. It may take two years. It may take three years. Who knows the relationship with my uh, the mother of my children again are in the future. But right now, this is, sounds so weird and so strange. The conversation we had tonight was better than the conversation we had 10 years ago. It's just different. And I've learned so much about myself, my weaknesses, my, my ego. My ego is just gigantic. I mean, it's, and I'm, I'm very aware of it. I'm more conscious than a lot of people are about the ego but man, oh man, tonight was that life lesson about learning more from your failures than you ever have. Tonight was the night. It was like, hit me like a ton of bricks. So when you said that, I had to say it because, man, those are the moments in life that, and, and it goes back to the whole premise of this show is learning about life and experiencing why we're on this planet and why we're here and F this political party and all this other bullshit going on. There's so much more to take out of a situation like that than all the other bullshit stuff combined tenfold than what I learned right tonight. It was well, this amazing. episode. This episode is a microcosm of the world. This episode is because we talked about you wanted to talk about grandiose, and somehow the way it should be, we tied it right back into you. We tied it yeah. right back into the individual because all of this to everyone that's watching this or listening to this story, um, this is your experience. This, the, in the yeah. entirety of everything you've ever witnessed is your experience. Your experience. It's all yours. So when you talk about the things that you learned and, and your ability to comprehend and how you can put your ego aside now or at least be 100% aware of your ego, it was for you. 
you think you wanted a wife. You think you wanted, you think about your wife now as the individual, you think you want her. Right. And then your ego is like, this is a thing, you know, back when you guys were together and you were fighting over this, that, um, I mean, I have known you, I've known you for quite a few years and, and yeah. every single year I've known you, 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 you're more in depth as an individual. You become more and more a part of your own existence. And that's a neat thing to watch. So when, when you, when you understand this and when you understand yourself a little bit better, you do grasp the fact that this is all for you, whether you want one thing or not, that's also the, de the definition of right or wrong. You know, you could say, you know, when we talk about right or wrong or good or bad or evil or whatever, you know, everything is subjective to the individual and to the observer. So, you know, if you, you know, if, 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 if say there's a, say there's a scenario where you're on the road, right. And you swerve, uh, something happens and you swerve and you swerve to miss my car with my entire family in it. You swerve to miss me, but in doing so you take out another family and, and kill everybody except for one person, right? You've made an enemy, right? Out of that one person, but you've, you've made friends with my, like yeah, you, sure. you know, it, like it, I don't know how to put it other than like <clears throat> everything is subjective. So right and wrong, good and evil. It's all subjective into our own ego, what we want. But the interesting thing is there's nothing we can do in this world that isn't pushing us towards our intended purpose. The more depression you are, the more depression you suffer, the more anxiety you suffer, the more all of this stuff, it's just guiding you out of things you don't want. No matter how slowly you move, that is pushing you into your reality, into your purpose, into your intent. So when you, when you say things like, you know, it was difficult, you know, communicating with the wife, but tonight was so perfect. You know, you're in a situation too, where like two years from now or a year, you fuck tomorrow. You could meet a woman that is perfect for you. That is where you want to be. It is who you want to be with is somebody who you, you grow together with. You like, you know, you, she's not love at first sight. She's not anything. She's just in your life and, and repetitive and kind and, and courteous. And you're able to apply everything that you learned about yourself and your previous relationships to this woman. And in doing so, you save her life and the two of you grow and create this great life. And 30 years from now, when you and I are ish 70, you know, when we look back yeah. on this right now, you've just had a 30 year experience with a woman that 30 years ago, you were 10 years old. You weren't, you weren't even a man. You weren't even, you weren't sure. even a, a human 30 years ago. And 30 years from now, you can have an entirely different life. We can lead multiple lives in the span of our life. One of the biggest faults that this world has is we are taught from day one, from a very young age, that a leopard doesn't change its spots. And we want to point the finger at all these people and say that, you know, this person's not going to change, that person's not going to change. The people in your life aren't supposed to change. It's you yeah. that changes. And if you change, then subsequently, so can they, right? The whole purpose that we, we exist purely for change so we can get out of our heads the whole thing. A leopard doesn't change your spots. Shake that off. The whole reason you exist is to change your spots. That you're supposed to take your lessons from people and move on. You're supposed to do what you have to do. You're supposed to fight the battles you're, you're supposed to fight. But when things come to an end, it's intentional. It's, it's, it's because something bigger is coming around the corner. And we currently manifest every single thing that is on in our lives. If you don't have what you want, you've manifested correct. You've manifested poorly. But you, can, but you needed to manifest poorly to understand that you didn't have what you wanted to then manifest properly to get what you want. 
So even the worst of everything, there's nothing, nothing can go wrong in life. Everything goes exactly as it's supposed to go to get you to attain your end result. It, 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 it's so weird. It's so weird when you, when, you, when you finally open up to it and you're finally like, holy crap. It's not that like I'm, I'm a prisoner of my actions or this or anything. It's every single thing happened the way it exactly had to happen to get me to where I need to be. And the only thing that says, well, I wish I had more money. You don't wish you had more money. You watched a lot of television. And you, watched yeah. a lot of, you watched a lot of Brewster's Millions when you were a kid and, and these guys had money and now you want money and you're mad that you don't have money, but you've done nothing to attain, to properly attain it. Right? People want things and they don't, if you really wanted money, the thing about money is if you really want money, you work your ass off and you get it. And as soon as you get it, you're like, this is fucking bullshit. It doesn't even matter. Right? Because that's what society has told us to do. More money, more problems, hundred percent. You see all these rich people that are like, oh no, I have to defend my money now. Fuck that. I agree. I agree a million percent. And uh, you know what, Adam Walton, I really enjoyed this show, buddy. That was a pleasure, isn't it? I think so. I think it was a lot of fun. We, we got to dabble. We went through everything from Donald Trump to self-inflection. So I think, hey, <laughs> if that ain't a podcast, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. Well, tell, hey, tell everybody where they can find you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to yell at me for any of my views, please head over to Instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. I am there. Uh, we do reply to all DMs, whether it's me or one of the staffers. We get back to everyone. Uh, you can check us out on TheMentalMasteryAlliance.com. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff going on there. I'm not pushing or promoting anything. There's no programs. There's no nothing going on. We are just literally out living life uh, and trying to do everything that we can to help everybody um, lead a happier life, really. Well, hey, you know, speaking of pushing programs, I appreciate your support. I, I don't know if I told you, but the book, I, got a, I started writing a book with your boy, buddy, Jesse Cole. Love nice. Jesse Cole. Yeah, the book will be out hopefully in the next two months. Uh, just about ready to wrap it up. There's some great stuff in there about, uh, you know, vulnerability, life. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to, uh, on that note, I'm actually going to swap cast this. So this is going to be a swap cast. I will host this on the Mental Mastery Alliance as well. Uh, so tell my audience where they can find you, Mr. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, uh, the positive side podcast.com. And you know who put that website together? The man, the myth, the legend, Adam R. Walton. Uh, but really, hey, you can find me everywhere. iTunes, uh, the podcast is at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, a huge increase on, on Pandora, which has been a blessing. I don't know why, but much love to everybody at Pandora, the Facebook, Instagram. You can find me everywhere too. I appreciate that. Um, but Adam, man, I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. And uh, hey, sign off like always. Um, if you've got greatness within, like always, this is the positive side. And for those that are listening to the Mental Mastery Alliance, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.